0: Welcome to The Grit. I'm Digit Murphy. On The Grit, we discuss topics and issues related to women in sports with guests who are just that incredible women in sports. I'm Digit Murphy, a woman's advocate and longtime NCAA ice hockey coach at Brown University. I'm the co-founder of United Women's Sports. And I'm also the coach of the two-time Clarkson Cup winning CWHL Boston Blades. I got a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, now I'm here at the Advent Health Center Ice Arena in lovely Wesley Chapel, Florida, where we have this cool, really cool initiative called the Herstory Museum. It's a virtual museum as well as a brick and mortar and it tells women's sports stories. And we're also on this wonderful conversational piece called The Grit Live. And I am live here today with Dr. Paula O'Neill, Dr. Paula O'Neill, she's a stud, she's awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank
1: you, so honored to be here. Give me a high five, thank everyone you. has to give me
0: a high five. Thank you. So we're high-fiving on the show because we are live and some of the shows doc, and I know you don't wanna be called doc, but I, I, I gotta call <laughs> you doc because it's like such a jock thing. Um, and we don't do many shows live, but we're here live today and it's, can you talk a little bit about, before we talk about you, because you are wonderful, Talk a little bit about what we're seeing right now because our, our viewers, our listeners don't see what we're seeing. Well, from what
1: I can see, we have, and I've been here many times, we have all these hockey stars. We have women who are stars. There are um, stories about them and there are other sports involved as well. Uh, women on the Wheaties, they're,
0: display, they're on display. Is, they're on display. You've got the 2018 so women's gold medal team up here. Yeah. I mean, it's really a Some tribute. Some
1: beautiful jerseys, Everything. a wonderful tribute.
0: So, all right, I gotta, I gotta brag about you. I know you're not gonna want to because most of my guests are like, oh, I really didn't do anything, but I'm gonna brag about you. So you, were, you now are retired and you look way too young to be retired. The Pasco County clerk, yes. right? So you're active in politics you wrote a book called fighting cancer like a girl yes uh you played softball i did in missouri yep missouri, missouri. state it was southwest missouri state southwest. then but no
1: it's missouri state university okay
0: you have a granddaughter you look way too young to have a granddaughter we're going to talk about her later and this is what i've heard about you um I've, you know i've done a little bit of research that you're a kind soul Oh, that's nice. That you also had your retirement party on a Zamboni. I did. (laughs) You drove around in the Zamboni. That was your entrance in heels and and an evening gown. And you're just, now you're into hockey. So welcome to the show. I mean, I'm so honored to have met you. Women like you make the world go round, and we need to tell your stories. So um, on The Grit, you know, we'll talk about later, we talk about adversity stories, right? And I'm sure that as a woman... Growing up here and playing sports in Missouri or wherever you were, there were some stories. So why don't you take us through your life, um, you know, from a young girl and how you got involved in sports first, and then we'll just kind of step through it.
1: Oh, thank you very much. We lived near a softball field, so my brother coached my team, so I was able to play softball early. And what I found out from playing softball in elementary school was it made you popular in school all right so I you know all the kids like I was in first grade and I knew second graders
0: because were big
1: they were on our team you were big time yes second yes. graders but all along I could tell that you know it was just special and then the whole team atmosphere was always good
0: a lot of camaraderie yes you know? and no one like do you have any adversity stories they say you can't play you're a girl you know I, I kind of had to fight my way onto the field none of that huh
1: no. You lucky. I, I know. I was. I can tell you that when I was in college and we were playing out of town so I had to miss um, some days of school, mm-hmm. I went to my teachers and I said, hey, the softball teams going to Kansas tomorrow. And they were like, well, just, you, you got to do it. You've got to do your yes. work. And I don't think the men were treated the same way. Of course not. I don't think on the boys' sports they had to make up all those assignments. And, mm. and what year but, was that? I graduated in 1976 from from, Missouri State University,
0: so wow. So that was right around when Title IX had started, and uh, I don't think universities had started to give them the resources yet, because I went to Cornell 79 to 83, and last time I was at Cornell I found out we were the first recruited class, so that was in 79, so probably it still hadn't caught up, so I just want to thank you right out front for being (laughs) one of those pioneers. Well, thank you. So, what position did you play? I was a pitcher. Pitcher. Mm-hmm. And was it fast or fast slow? Pitch. Fast pitch. Mm-hmm. So well right now, for the you uh listeners, we have a, a baseball bat right here signed by uh a league of their own, right? That's yes, kind of cool. So we brought out props. Oh so cool. We brought out props. And is this this is a small ball, here. right? So we have got a softball here. And uh, your ball was bigger than that, right? It was bigger than that, yes. Yeah, and it it must have been hard to, to no, throw. no. It was this size. Oh, it was If a you're fast end.
1: pitch, it's larger, but this was the size. Okay, cool. It's between a baseball and, and a, soft, a big soft and a softball. Yes.
0: cool. So, so now you graduate. you want
1: to see how I held it. Yeah, I
0: want to see that. <laughs> Let me see that. Oh, wow. Always, you know. Oh, it's a little bit all. Uh, yeah, see, oh, yeah. I was a shortstop. I would just go like this. And throw oh, it, you know? <laughs> so all right. So now you go to Missouri. You play softball. Then what? Um, then, uh, so I got a
1: degree in Parks and Recreation because I thought, because oh, you, you know, I love that stuff, yep, right? Yep. I played high school basketball, high school, high school volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I went to work at a resort, Lodge of the Four Seasons, in Lake okay. of the Ozarks, Missouri.
0: Were you the re- recreational director there? I or? was, athle-
1: um, uh, yeah, <laughs> hospitality director. Okay. I and,
0: and you had to, like, <laughs> did you do, like, activities and stuff? Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Bingo. Okay. Like, at the pool. So fun. And the kids you know all the kids came so we had kind a kind of like a gym day teacher camp. at the resort yes okay yes
0: what's better than that i think more people should be gym teachers at the resort i want that job anyone out there listening i want a job gym teacher at the resort yeah, when i retire fun um and and then you did that for how many years
1: i did that for a year and a half there and then we moved to charleston uh, yeah charleston south carolina okay and then i worked on the air base in parks and recreation
0: okay so parks and rec your whole life
1: no no then i started I taught for a couple years, had kids, and then when we moved to Florida, I worked for the Parks and Recreation Department. And then after six years, transferred so I could be more
0: well-rounded and take it over. You just need to take it over. (laughs) You know, you're like, this is this is child's play now. I need to up my game. And then you got your doctorate. I
1: did. Was that about the time where you
0: made the transition?
1: I I finished my master's in 93. Okay. So then I transferred over to community services, learned a lot about government. I really love government. Mm. I love excellence in government. Mm. And we, the last job I had uh, was clerk of the circuit court and county controller. And in our mission statement, it said compassion. Yes. We serve with integrity, professionalism, and compassion because, well it was a court system for one thing, and we needed to be compassionate, but we hired people who were compassionate, who cared about the customer, and cared about our community. And I think government needs to do that. Uh, And so we were able to- I don't know if
0: we do not want to get into a political discussion right now because this show is not political, but I could not agree more that we need to come together and be really responsible citizens. Yes. Um, And part of my drive as well is to tell women's stories like yours because your mission statement I know is probably equivalent to a lot of women across the country that doesn't get a lot of respect or doesn't get a lot of media, doesn't get a lot of playtime for whatever reason. But we want – there's a lot of women out there doing good in the community like you. Absolutely. And we need to highlight you because you guys make the world go round. So I just want to, again, thank you for doing what you do and being part of our show. Um, let's let's go to the doctorate thing because I'm I'm fascinated by that <laughs> you know there's a lot of women because you know a lot of women listen to our show and I think late in life you know women are like oh you know I can't do this and you know I mean you're young right I mean I'm looking at you like you're looking way younger than me um, and uh, you you did this so can you tell women out there that you can do it and how you did it oh you
1: can definitely do it yes I finished my doctorate in 2010 and actually, it was after I ran for uh, political office successfully. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, maybe I don't need a doctorate. I have an elected office, but I wanted personally wanted a doctorate, and I promised my sister um, <laughs> that I would do that. And then she died, so I couldn't oh, say, "Hey, is you know it okay your sister, you know what is she doing, dying on you." <laughs> I
0: know. No, I'm sorry I I about that. Oh, thank you, thank you. No. So you promised so her you would be I promised be a her I would get doctorate. my doctorate, and what and was it in?
1: So applied management and decision sciences. Oh wow. Sounds very fancy.
0: Thanks. you're very smart. <laughs> no, there you
1: no, are. it's just you know you just put the work together. Yeah, you just you just, just like step through life in, on the field. You just put in the hours to get the talent.
0: And that's what we're you know we talk a lot about athletes and why they're so special. And I think you just hit hit the nail on the head. Athletes are special because they just do the work. And you hit the nail on the head. You just grind it out. You just step it through. You know you know at the end of the year you want to win the championship. So you start at point A and you're going to point B and you did that in your life. And what's next now? You know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, I'm retired. I got all this stuff that I've done. <laughs> Are you gonna like run for president or governor? <laughs> no I would, more, I would no, vote for I, you for governor.
1: 39 years of, of public office. So no, I'm consulting now Okay. and that's going well. Okay. And so trying to help leaders um, know how to be better leaders mm-hmm. and how to train others to be good leaders.
0: Well, we'll have to talk That's off off off, uh, off microphone. We'll talk. We'll do some <laughs> deals. So, let's go to the tough the tough topic. You wrote your book on um, uh, on cancer. Breast you got cancer. You breast cancer. Can you talk a little bit about? I mean, you wrote a book. Like you're amazing. Like talk well, a little no, about, about that journey because there's people that listen to this show that are either going through it or at some point in their life will go through it. Can you help them and give them some advice because this is about a grit, and i 'm sure you had some real gritty moments in your battle?
1: I was really pretty shocked when I found out I had breast cancer. I had worked with the American Cancer Society for several years and really thought that was my contribution to help people with cancer and when they told me i 'm like, no no, no, I help people with cancer i don 't get I don't cancer, get it. Mm-hmm. yeah, but I did actually have it so um I went public two weeks after finding out because yeah. I was in an elected office and I had worked with the American mm-hmm. Cancer Society and I truly believed I would fight it and win. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew a lot of people who had fought. I knew a lot of survivors and there's more survivors today than ever in history. Mm-hmm. Thank, God. So thank God, thank goodness. Thank, yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. God for all the researchers and people who are dedicated to learning more about how to fix cancer. So you,
0: so you, uh, you wrote the book?
1: I wrote the book and it's actually just like my experience going through, you know, finding out I had cancer. I kind of went through the five stages that are identified, you know, the anger, um, denial, all of those so that maybe people could realize when they're in one of those stages that it's going to get better. Um, there's always a better day ahead.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it had to be just and crushing for your family and, you know, everyone.
1: And there's a lot, there's like a reference guide in it, too, because I wanted, you know, it's like all Greek terminology, so I wanted to be able to define all the things I had figured out,
0: you know, that 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 were in resources.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So for our listeners who don't know, I'm speaking with uh, Dr. Paula O'Neill down at Advent Advent Health Center Ice in uh, Wesley Chapel, and we're talking about her life and her journey. Um, So, Doc, uh, you have a granddaughter.
1: I have Let's two. Okay,
0: you have two granddaughters. Yes. Do you have, and how many kids do you have?
1: I have two. Two.
0: Boy and girl. Two sons. Two, 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 sons. two sons. So, so my granddaughters, granddaughters are
1: my reward right. for not killing my sons when oh, they were little. I
0: know. I have <laughs> six kids and four boys and two girls. Oh. But, you know, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you had the granddaughters. Six. They're so, Yes, it's a blended family, but, you know, it's still six and we took care of them and it was crazy and, you know, whatever. Nice. We're women though, right? Nice. We just do it. We do it. Right. Um, so tell me, do you, gra- how old are they? And, you know, you want to get, you got to give a shout out to them because, uh, you know, they want to yes. listen to the grandma. Yes. Abigail, gra- Grandma or? I'm Nana. Nana. I'm okay. Nana. Your, Nana, really your Nana's awesome, enough. Abigail. <laughs> and who else? Emily. Emily. And how old are they?
1: Um, Abby is three. She'll be four in January, and Emmy turns one on Friday. Oh my so God! Tomorrow. Oh I cute. know, I know. So fun. So Tuesday, Abby and I went to Disney World. And we had lunch with Cinderella no. at the royal table, oh, no. and oh, a whole no. lot of princesses came over. It that, was really that's fun. That's cool. That's cool.
0: Yes. And talk about the princess thing. You know, like you know, for me, when I was uh, Abby's age, I was like, I wanted nothing to do with princesses. Like I wanted <laughs> to play with GI Joes. You know. So, um, how do you think the whole princess thing influences girls and women in, in society? these days you know do you think we still want to be only princesses because you have like oh, no. all these women
1: no she's a soccer player too and she loves both she oh yes absolutely that's what i Absol- love and she's a good swimmer and yeah she loves sports and she loves dance and she loves princesses isn't
0: it cool now that you can do both now <laughs> yes you know because yes. back in the day it's like you can only be a princess right and now she can be whatever well, i don't she know wants to be. i
1: don't i guess i wasn't a princess then because i was always Playing in the streets. I know, and me either. climbing the
0: trees. Yeah, I don't even know if <laughs> I, I owned a dress until I was like 12 and I had to, I had to wear one. But well, that's another story. We don't want to talk about me. Got a lot of anger issues out here. No, oh, just kidding. Funny. I'm just kidding, just kidding. So, well, good. Well, I, you know, we are, is there anything, okay, how do people find you? How do they buy your book? Like you know, can you do you get on Amazon? Do you want to talk about your book a little bit? Promo it. We <coughs> want people you. buying yes, it. Yes,
1: it is available on Amazon. Thank you. I appreciate that. Fighting cancer like a girl, Paula O'Neill, is my name, um, and I just hope it helps people. You yep. know, it's it's um, when people find out they have cancer, it's like you know everything before that happened and everything. It's like your life changes instantly. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know what questions to ask. And I wrote it because people call me a lot, like I don't know what to do and I can't get an appointment for another week. Well, usually you can't get an appointment very quickly. And um, so just, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you wanna to talk to somebody. So at least the book is there and people don't usually call me in the middle of the night,
0: although I'm happy if they do. Isn't it unbelievable? How do they yeah. get in touch with you? How, how do people get in touch with you? Do you have email? Like, I do. Do you have an Instagram? Like, Say who? Say who? Oh, you are and so how to do it.
1: thank you. Because
0: um, <laughs> I want I want uh, people. Yeah, that I'm on have Facebook. Paula yeah.
1: O'Neill on Facebook, and then um, there's a lot of Paula O'Neills, though. There are. Is that your name? Paula O'Neill? Yeah, there's it Paolo is. Yeah. Oh, Should I she's change the it? She's the
0: original Paula. Nah, <laughs> no, 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 you no. You <laughs> I can't believe it because there must be a million of them and they can <laughs> there find you. are. Well, maybe. Um,
1: and then my email is paula at hope dream believecom Oh my
0: God, that's a great email. Paula at hope-dream-believe.com. Yes. That's amazing. You yes. have your own website.
1: I do. Hope Dream Believe is the company that made the, or that published the book. Okay. In-
0: all right, so you guys you got to go out and get this book uh, especially you know it's around Christmas time well it's Christmas time now I don't know when this thing is gonna air but uh, you know go buy some go buy her book Dr. Paula O'Neill she's the bomb she's one of the leaders she's one of the pioneers she's one of the visionaries and I just cannot thank you enough I'm so glad I love doing the show because I get to meet people like you oh, yeah. well so, everybody's so honored to meet oh, you God, you know you know I just I'm we're just one of the girls right we just right, do what right. we do and we need to honor more just of us try to solve problems as we go along yep. through life so we do we solve problems we solve problems we're visionaries we're leaders we need more of us right let's go out there absolutely so, all right so i'm digit murphy and for dr paula o'neill from advent health center ice in wesley chapel florida we're out